Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to sue us. Probably. He needs the money anyway. Oh, God. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. Hello everyone and welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 372. Sorry about that. I got a little uh a little mind-boggling there. I can't believe we actually made it to 372 episodes. And I've done it with the help of my partner for the last oh holiday season. I yield to no one. Still undefeated in the podcast tag team division. Yes, although we're probably a little bit biased. But as far as podcasters and Rocket League go, there's no better team than this. Laying it down. We're terrors on the soccer fields. Taking challengers. Well, folks, it is our second episode of the new year. And uh, let's jump right in and get in with our updated trophy counts. And it actually seems like Tricky's count has been synced on the PlayStation Network. (gasps) Yep, he's got a brand new Platinum, he's level 39, he's got 9,814 total trophies, and a Platinum count of 117. Yield, how are you looking this week? So, still level 27, but I have a trophy count of 5661, and a Platinum count of 89. Since we've took a little hiatus over the holiday, I had gained a new Platinum, and that was Strange Brigade. Attainable platinum, I assume, not too hard. No, not too hard. But it, it, it is a very enjoyable game. Some of the online ones can only be tricky, depending on who you're playing with. There's a trophy where you have to kill one of your teammates using one of the inlaid traps on the map, and that can be hard. Because a lot of the people know where all the traps are, so needless to say, you don't go walking over them. And any grind? Grinding at all? You know we hate grinding when it comes to Platinums. No, actually, not really. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You you play through the game, and there there's no difficulty trophies. Well, I mean, add-on trophies-wise, they added on an extreme hard trophy, but that doesn't affect the Platinum. You basically you just play through the game and then it and then there's like three or four online trophies and then really a collectathon. You gotta collect all you gotta collect all the journals, you gotta collect all the uh treasures. And there's anywhere from I think like four to six a level. That's not bad. No. And then you gotta collect all the uh I'm gonna say it wrong. The the Kopnik jars? The jars that the Egyptians used to hold their organs in. And there's like four of those a level, hidden, some of them very well, might I add you. There's like four a level, and you have to find those. And you basically, you just shoot them, little fireworks shoot out, and then it, it collects all. And then there's a, a, a golden cat that you have to find in each level, and there are six cats 
kind of a crystal cat that shows up throughout the level, and you have to get them in succession. So if you miss one, the later ones won't show up, per se. So as you go through the level, you have to find the first one, shoot it, and then when if you get to the certain point, the second one will show up. So if you run by one and never get it, the rest of them won't pop up. And then you need to collect those six so you can find the golden cat. And you got to find all those. So it's 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 not overly hard, and, and, and I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed just playing the game, having fun. I went back a couple different times to try to find everything on my own, which I found eighty-five uh, percent of it. And then finally, I'm just like, I'm using a guide. You know, I'm admittedly more of a dog person, but I think the Egyptians like cats a little bit too much. They did, and they poked fun at that during the game. The the narrator is not a cat person, and it's funny. Well, you know what, Yield? Like, you were actually helping by collecting all those organ jars because those organ jars ensure that those people who have passed on get to take those organs with them to the afterlife. Exactly. Unless you were a thief and you were selling them on the black market, then you're not helping anybody but yourself. No, no, wasn't doing that. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's not a grind, that they don't make you, uh, or there's not a ton of difficulty trophies to it, um... Because that kind of stuff in collection trophies, like, a lot of developers put those in games so that people have to play longer to get trophies, and that way they don't turn the game in as far as your game goes. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously important for people to play a game for a long time, for a game to be relevant for longer. But when it comes to, like, putting in trophies just to uh, beef up the game in um, a very cheap way, just, you know, making it uh, harder to get certain trophies, you know, it just, I don't like that. I don't like having to grind like that. And that's part of what made me so sick of getting trophies, you know, for a long time. Yeah. No, th- this game's definitely not that. The, like I said, they got, they added on trophies, what, four times. One for each DLC pack, and there were three DLC packs. And then the fourth one was a freebie trophy update. And there were like three trophies to it. Two of them had to do with photo mode. And then the third one was beat the game on extreme difficulty, which, I might go back and give it a try. I, I, I've seen some forum posts where people were asking for a co-op partner to go through and do it. So, Photo mode is sexy. I could spend hours in photo mode in a lot of games. You would probably like that then in this game. It seems like this game, you know, there. I, I like, you know, adding other difficulties for added challenge is, is, is DLC is, I think it's a good thing for people who want to challenge themselves even more, but I like that they don't tie it to the platinum. Uh, same thing happened with uh, the uh, the hardest mode in uh, um, The Last of Us, as well as in um, Horizon. Horizon. So there, those, it, this seems like this game is kind of in that same mantra where it's like, hey, if you want to challenge yourself a little more, you can, but we're not going to make you do it to get the platinum. And I was, I, and I figured going into the game there would at least be a a hard trophy. A lot of games see you at least have to play it on hard difficulty. So I was like, okay, I'll play it on medium to begin with because that's kind of how I do it. And then I'll go back and play hard, but then I realized there was no difficulty tr- trophy. And I'm like, all right, I like this. Yeah, I mean, normal or medium or whatever you say, normal, it's uh, it's called that because that's what you're meant to play it on first. If you want to go back and play hard or, you know, you want to do one run to get all the trophies and get the platinum as soon as possible, I mean, I guess you can do that. But normal is the way the game is meant to be played from the start. So I start there as well. Yeah, that, that's what I do. Plus, I mean, if a game has New Game Plus, you start on normal, and then you go on the harder difficulty setting, setting with more collectibles, more money, more uh, better weapons, you know, what have you, a higher level. Exactly. 
So I am level 31. I have 6,819 total trophies, as well as 100 Platinums in 100 games. Haven't been playing a lot. Well, no new games on the PlayStation, at least. Um, so my Platinum count nor my trophy count have really swelled at all. Uh, Steve is level 15. He's got 2,089 total trophies and a Platinum count of 11. And Sid is a level 36, 8,245 trophies, and he's added quite a few Platinums since we last got together. 146 total platinums for Sid. The rest of us might not, e- might as well not even mention our trophy counts on this because Sid is just running away with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he'll he'll have tricky passing trophy count before long. Do you ever think it'll get to the point where Sid's platinum count is equal to all of ours combined? Ooh, I mean, he does have more platinums than Steve and Tricky combined. You know, it may just come to that. And here Sid said he was going to slow down getting a Platinums, and here he's just... You get a Platinum! You get a Platinum! Except the only person who gets Platinums is Sid. Is Sid. Because the rest of us are just going back and playing games that uh, we've been playing before. Uh, Yield. Yeah. What have you been playing, sir? Well, of course, you know, I got the Platinum and Strange Brigade, so I've been playing some Strange Brigade. I've been playing some Burnout Paradise Remastered. I was going back and working on some of the, uh, the DLC trophies. Um... I think I mentioned on one of our holiday our holiday things. I did. Uh, I picked up a Dakar eighteen. Played that for a little bit. I played some Everybody's Golf. Um, finally fired up on Rush. You're gonna you're gonna dislike me. Or you're gonna be very disappointed. Yielded me. You haven't played it, have you? I forgot to download it when it was free. Oh my gosh! Sins against former Evolution Studios. Especially since you wanted that game. Yeah, I feel like a jerk about it. Oh. You know what? You're just going to have to pick it up for 20 bucks. Or just cry. I've got about half the trophies so far in it. and Is, and it, as, is it as hard to get the trophies as uh, the MotorStorm games were? Because those were not easy to get the trophies in. No, it, it's, it's, well, the ones that I've gotten haven't really been that hard. It's basically just playing the game. Um, from what I've read online in a couple of guides, they say the grindiest one is you you have to unlock 230 pieces of gear, and it doesn't count what you start with. It doesn't count anything that you got with any DLC bonus or beta bonus, and it doesn't count duplicates. You have to unlock 230 different gear items, and they say that one can take the longest to get. I imagine so. How are the online trophies? Because that was a big part of MotorStorm games, and what made them so hard was the the racing online trophies. Uh, the only online trophies is is I think there's there's a, a a get started one. There's a level fifteen and a level thirty. That's it. Clearly, they have learned from the mistakes of the past because like Pacific Rift was just a nightmare with their online trophies. And and the great thing with a lot of the other trophies. Like, there's like 50 checkmate trophies, or checkmate medals, which is how you wreck another car and play, you know, 10 rounds of lockdown and 10 rounds of, I can't remember the other mode. But anyway, there's like five different modes that you can play, and you got to play like 10 rounds of each. What you play single player and what you play multiplayer all work together. So if you play some lockdown matches online and then you come back over to single player and you're playing through the single player mode and you play some lockdowns, those all count together. 
they, they, they don't separate it. And the same thing for wrecking people. You know, you're, you're, you're wrecking trophies. It's all one count. So whether you want to play all online or just do it all through single player, you can. And I thought that level 30 would take a while. It, it really didn't take that long to get. Maybe two or three days. And that's because I didn't like sit down and play all day. I've I've already passed level thirty, so now I'm just going to and when you I'm just gonna kinda mainly go back to single player and try to knock it out. But also I was gonna say, your levels also level up in single player. So what you do in single player count towards your overall level as well. So that was something that was really cool about Onrush. I also fired up some hot shot tennis one night, and then um for those of you who have been following me on Twitter. I jumped back into Uncharted 4 the last couple of days, trying to do my six-hour speed run. Ugh, good luck. So, I took your advice, and I decided that I, I didn't want it to be grindy, in the sense I knew I still had a few more playthroughs to go through. So, I, un- I, I unlocked the... Oh, I'm not playing on wrong. The Barack 44... One shot kills, baby. One shot kills, and I did infinite ammo. And I went through and I played. And apparently I, f- I did too much gunning and not enough running. Because I got to like level, st- or chapter 19, and I hit my six hour mark. So I'm like, okay. What, what, uh, level did you play on difficulty level? I played on Explorer. Okay, so the easiest one. The easiest one. Because I'm just like, I want to get this speedrun out of the way. Then I'll go back and I'll do crushing and I'll do go get all my collectibles and yada, yada, yada. But I'm only, I want to get the speedrun out of the way. I hate speedrun trophies. So when I hit the six hour mark, I'm like, well, there's no sense in playing anymore. I've hit the six hour mark. So I restarted over and I started playing the next day. And when I stopped earlier today, I got to, I think I was at chapter 10. And according to the guide that I am following for, like, uh, the harder puzzles, so that way I can just be like, okay, do this, 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 okay, blah, 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 blah. I'm ten minutes behind what the guide did, and he did it in four hours and 45 minutes. I think I ended up being, I think I ended up being 30 or 40 minutes behind the time, the timed guide on... IGN, so you should be fine. So that's what I'm like. I'm like, I just got to keep doing it. And, and I'm very much just running through the level until I get to where, okay, I need to go here, and it's not giving me the option. Okay, now I got to turn around and kill everybody. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I feel like it took me a good two playthroughs, because my second playthrough I did, and I did not get the uh, the speed run. So I feel like it took me two time full playthroughs to finally get, like, it's not always clear in the game where you have to go after beating, like, a swarm of enemies. Sometimes you can get kind of stuck, especially in, like, the jungle areas. So I feel like I needed two full playthroughs in order to get my bearings and, you know, get the puzzles down and then understand where I need to go after certain sections. I, I, I made that comment on Twitter was that, you know, it's I, I, I was venting that I hate speedrun trophies. And then I was kind of like, but, you know... It's probably my fault as well because I put the game back on the shelf for a while. Well, okay, I'm going to move on. I'll come back. And I was off last week and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is the year I should finally just clear this game off my backlog list. Let's let's work it in with the other games that I'm playing. You know, something to pop in, play for a little bit. 
And when I didn't get it, I was annoyed. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I haven't played the game in quite a while. So I, it's not second nature that, that I go here and then go here, then go here. Some levels I was okay. And other levels I'm like, crap, where do I jump next? Yeah, and of course, when you're in a speed run and you don't know exactly where to go, like you panic and you start running around everywhere looking for like the big clear entrance where you have to go to exit the that area. Especially, especially early in the game, like when you're trying to get out of from from stealing the cross, and it's like, crap, where am I supposed to go? Yeah, I feel like I I was on like perfectly like to a T the time set by the guides uh, up through chapter 14. Once I got to chapter 14, I feel like that's where it started to be some separation where I was slower, but I still managed to get it um, under the six hours. The the guide that I'm using for 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 the all uh, oh, the challenges, he also has up there every chapter where where he was at every hour. When he started the chapter, this was my timestamp. So I kind of, when I every few chapters, when I start it, I pause it, I go down, I see where I'm at, and I see where his time was at. And I'm like, okay, as long as I can keep it within that hour and 15 minute gap, because, you know, he, he got done, you know, at 4.45. So I've got an hour and 15 minutes to kind of, of, of playroom <laughs> to to make it. So as long as I stay in that window, I'm good. Well, you realize the the other thing you can do is you can upload your save to the cloud if you're in a good spot, and then if you do fuck up in a certain chapter, just upload your save from the fo- the cloud. You know, I should probably do that at some point. That way I don't have to go back and redo it all again. Absolutely, because as you said, speedruns suck. They do suck. The only speedrun that I, I didn't overly hate well, it wasn't really a speed run, but that 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 it annoyed me, but at the same time was still sort of a sense of accomplishment when I got it done. Was when I played Lifeless Planet, there was there was a trophy where you had to complete the entire game and not die, but you had to do it in one sitting. You couldn't pause the game, you couldn't save it, so. That was annoying because I died, I bet, five or six times doing that run. But when I finally got it, I was kind of like, hey, I did it. That sounds relentlessly annoying. Not even annoying, infuriating. It's like, why would you create this trophy? Who's trying to play this way? It it was because it was more annoying to me for the fact of it's not like I took time off from the game. I played through the game. I enjoyed it. I went back through the game. I got all my collectibles. What little, you know, what, what, what I missed the next playthrough. And then it was, okay, now let's go for this trophy. Cause this seems kind of a challenging trophy. It would be a nice trophy to end before getting the platinum. And then when I would die, when I died early in the game, I was annoyed with myself because I had made the mistakes. And then when I died later in the game, I was annoyed with myself because I zigged when I should have zagged, and I know I should have zagged instead of zigging, but I did it anyway. Oh, Yield, while you've been trying to rush through Uncharted 4, I've been trying to rush towards them Frosty Flakes, or those Snowflakes in the Frosty Fest in Rocket League. Been trying to... I've actually got all the the unlocks that I really wanted, the holiday-themed gifts, but now I'm just kind of going back and, and getting some others, just like, like the cherry on top, some of the ones, like uh, some of the decals that 
I realized that when you t- change the color, because my car's like a metallic blue and then like a lighter blue, so you can't really see the uh, the decals on them. But the white decal on my blue car looks very nice, though. The white snowflakes, the blizzard one. I, I, I yeah, that is pretty slick. I got that one. I ended up getting, I got all the ones I wanted, and then I went back and I got a the the, the little header that looks like it's snowing through your name. I did get that as well. And then I picked up two decals. I didn't pick up the first one. I picked up the second and the third one as going down the list. Well, the first the first three decals are for specific cars. Yes, but I, I got the second two because I've got cars in my presets. I got those two cars in my presets. So I got those two decals. And then I kind of like, I was kind of like, you know what? I think I'm good. I ended up getting the Cocoa Topper because I had everything else on my... I, 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 I did a, a preset, all winter themed, you know, from this year. And I'm like, well, I don't have a topper. So I got the Cocoa Topper. And I think what is, t- was today it? No, tomorrow is it. There's 20 hours left in it. By the time, by the time you're listening to this, it is actually over. It's over. Yeah. Here's a, uh, you know, little nugget of information for you. Rocket League is still fun as hell. Absolutely. And we're probably not going to get a holiday-themed event. I don't know if they do one for Easter, but we're probably not going to get one for a while. So uh, if you're looking for some holiday-themed goods, you better get on it tonight. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said that, because, again, by the time they hear that... It'll be over. The, uh, yeah, the event will be over. Well, unfortunately, I did not download On Rush when it was free for the PlayStation Plus last month. Shame on you. I knew I should have reminded you again. Well, I said it on the podcast. I was like... You know, because we recorded, and then, like, I still had another day, or at least a night. And you're like, man, I need to do that when we're done. And I didn't. I did not. You did not. And to be honest, it seems like January's selections for the PlayStation Plus Instant Game Collection are not nearly as good. Did you did you look at the list yet, Yield? I have looked at the list, and um, I'll probably, I'll probably put the four one in my library, even though I'm not... And I might dabble with it, just kind of see what it's about. The three ones and the Vita ones kind of intrigue me a little bit more. Oh, Yield, Zone of the Enders fans are going to hate us. Hideo Kojima fans are going to hate us, too. Yeah. Yeah, so Zone of the Enders HD collection for the... Actually, no. No, sorry. That's actually one of the PS3 versions. So they're not going to hate you. They're probably going to hate me for saying this month's lineup is pretty underwhelming. But for the PS3... Zone of the Enders was kind of underwhelming, too. Oh, Yield. Um, Zone of the Enders, uh, HD collection for the PS3 is, uh, as well as Amplitude. Those are the two PS3 selections. So the PS3 is kind of going out with a little bit of a bang here. Uh, I did get an email from Sony. We talked about this on an episode not long ago about when they were going to stop the PlayStation 3 games for the PS, uh, PS Plus. Uh, and as a reminder, after March 8th, and this is the email from Sony, the monthly games provided to PlayStation Plus members will no longer include PlayStation 3 or PlayStation Vita titles. So. After March 8th, you will no longer be able to download them. So I guess they're they're putting some of the better ones out now with Zone of the Enders and Amplitude because I know that both of those games have a fairly large fan base, or at least very fervent fans. Fallen Legion Flames of Rebellion is the PS Vita game, as well as Super Mutant Alien Assault. Uh, so those are the two PS Vita games. And then for the PlayStation 4, we have Steep and Portal Knights. So those are going to be your PlayStation Plus free games for January. 
Uh, again, the reminders for the PS3 are Zone of the Enders HD Collection and Amplitude. For the Vita, Fallen Legion, Flames of Rebellion, and Super Mutant Alien Assault. And then for the four are Portal Knight and Steep. And remember, starting in early March, you will no longer be able to download free games for the PS3 as well as the Vita. So get them while they're still there for the next two months. All right, well, you'll... We're now into 2019, and it's always like we have a big year ahead of us as far as games go. It always seems like, you know, no matter uh, where we look, every year is, is loaded with, you know, a lot of games that we want to play, typically in the holiday season. But, you know, developers are getting better about spreading games throughout the year. So we have a list, it comes from IGN, of some games um, compiled that are coming out in 2019. Uh, according to IGN, they're the biggest PlayStation 4 games coming out this year, 31 games they compiled. I thought we'd just kind of like mention them yield and see at the end like which game or games that we're most excited about for the, the year 2019. Well, I can already tell you one of the games that I'm excited for is not on this list. Well, I was going to say, did you already mention it? No. Because, uh... No, I have not mentioned it, but one of the games that I am excited for for this year is not on this list. And we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get to that when we're done. Alright, so the games that they compiled for this list... Are, and, it, and this is why the very first game is the one I was referring to, Yield. Uh, Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. And I thought you were a big Ace Combat fan, so I figured that would be one of the ones that you would be happy about. Actually, you know, I, I played one of the Ace Combats. What was it? Was it on the 2? May have been on the PlayStation 2. Because I'm like, man, I, I, I like flying games. I like, you know, Top Gun and all that. And I just could not wrap my brain around these games. I As much as I want... To really enjoy these games, I really, really suck at them. Are they too too much simulation? They're too much simulation for me. Because I like I prefer more like arcadey style gameplay as opposed to simulation. I I like the ones that that do the good mix of both. That you know it, that's why I always say I like Hot Shots Golf slash Everybody's Golf so well because it's it's got really good you know, your fundamental hardcore golf to it, but in an arcadey way. And I, that's how, I, I guess that's how I like my simulations, is I like it to be grounded really fundamentally, but yet, you know, we don't take ourselves real seriously. So you don't want to be playing like uh, Gran Turismo, where you can open up the hood and change out different components of the engine to make it run more smoothly or faster or have it more horsepower, right? Yeah, no. That's that's too much. Like, I like the Rocket League thing of I can change the cosmetics of my car, but I don't want to have to deal with anything underneath the hood. And see, the the early... I'll, I don't watch much NASCAR anymore, but the early NASCAR games, I, I, I enjoyed because, you know, you, you just raced. And you could, you could make some pit decisions, two tires, four tires, half a tank of fuel, fill it up. You know, you can make those kind of occasional, and then some of the later ones you could put in wedge, take out wedge, stuff like that. I didn't necessarily mind, but then wedge, wedge Antilles, Star Wars at wedge, yeah, or excuse me, wedge Antilles. I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. But um, but as the games got more complicated and you could change a plethora of things, it it took out all the fun for me and it felt like I had to be more, you know, I had to be more serious about it. And, but then if you play the, the modes where you don't, 
have to be that serious. You were stomping a mud hole on everybody, and it wasn't as fun, so... Yeah, you know, when you said earlier you had some pit decisions where you had to pick two tires or four tires, I was going to be a smart-ass and say, don't all cars require four tires? <laughs> they're not They're not letting you race in NASCAR on a motorbike. But they do in Motostorm. Yeah, because Motostorm is nuts. They also let you race on Earth that's completely imploding. That was amazing. Let's go race in a natural disaster. I have to say, that that was the most fun Motorstorm. Apocalypse. It's also, also probably the most creative. And we do love our creativity. We do. Alright, well, so we're getting to the list of these games here that IGN has compiled. Again, the 31 biggest games coming for uh, PS4 in 2019. We started off with Ace Combat 7, series, or excuse me, Skies Unknown. Anthem, which of course everyone's been looking forward to for a long time. Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, which apparently is a spiritual successor to Castlevania, so uh, yes, we'll be keeping a close eye on that. Code Vein, uh, which according to IGN, you could quickly sum up as a JRPG Dark Souls. Next up we have Concrete Genie, which has not only an awesome name, but also looks pretty awesome. Uh, it seems like a, according to uh, the description, is a freestyle paint game uh, with obstacles and puzzles, Almost looks like you're, you're freestyling painting all over city, which is pretty pretty damn awesome. Uh, Control from Remedy, the developers of Alan Wake and Max Payne. Never really gotten to Max Payne, but I can tell you, Alan Wake was a very fun game. One of those games that if you weren't a, if you weren't an Xbox owner, you were just a PlayStation owner. You go were very jealous of. So, uh, and Remedy's game, like remember in Control, just tossing shit everywhere and explosions everywhere. So that game is definitely one to watch as well. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, one of my favorite games on this list. Uh, my love for Crash Bandicoot is very well known, so this is probably, I'm going to go ahead and call it right now, this is probably going to be my, my most anticipated game of this year. Even though I've played this game before, it just it looks so good, and it's so much fun, and I just want to play more Crash Team Racing, even if it's an updated version of the same game I played many, many years ago. And see, I have yet to play Crash Team Racing, and I've been looking for a good Mario Kartish racing game, so I'll probably be getting this. Oh, it's fun as hell, Yield. And I have a feeling that you'll have a lot of fun with the next game, Days Gone. Absolutely. Let me finish the sentence. It's supposed to come out April 26th. Of course, the post-apocalyptic, or to even say that, basically the survival game with zombie-like uh, freakers coming at you from everywhere. Yeah, I got a feeling I'm going to die a lot in this game, but th this is the one of two games so far that I'm really looking forward to this year. I think you're meant to die a lot in that game, and if you don't, you're super, super lucky. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna die a lot. Dead or Alive 6, which it seems like we haven't had a Dead or Alive game in a long time. Like She kicks high. The, the, the last Dead or Alive game, like, I remember there was one that was exclusive to the original Xbox, but that cannot be the very last Dead or Alive that we've had. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't there one on the three? We'll have to we'll have to look that up and, and get uh, get back to you. But again, like these days, I'm not really much on the fighting game scene. I know that Dead or Alive has you know a lot of fans, but it uh, I'm I'm not I'm just I can't play the fighting games anymore. Like I used to be all into Soul Calibur and everything, and I, I just can't I can't do it anymore. Can't do it, man. Donnie Donnie hates me. He uh. Okay, yeah, so Dead or Alive 5 was released for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and that was in 2012. So we're getting on seven years now. Um, September 2012, excuse me, I probably said 2000. 
nothing I said 2012. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place, listeners. Uh, September 25th, 2012 was when the last Dead or Alive was released. So it's it's going to be uh, more than eight years when this game finally comes. No, not eight years. Holy shit, I can't do math. Uh, it's going to be going on seven years since the, the last game was released. So I'm sure the Dead or Alive fans are um, salivating right now because they, they've probably been waiting this game for a very long time. Next up is Devil May Cry 5. You know, hopefully this will please fans. I love DMC as made by Ninja Theory, but I know a lot of people, you know, Donnie included, who were fans, longtime fans of the series that were not happy with it. Um, so hopefully this will help people um, stop complaining or at least put D- Devil May Cry back on good terms with the fans because I know it's uh, a, big, a video game series that has a lot of people who love it. So for the fans of Devil May Cry, the, the Capcom made series, I, I hope this one gives them exactly what they want because, you know, as game players, we, we deserve that. If we have a beloved series, we deserve to get uh, what we want out of a game. Doom Eternal supposed to be coming out uh, next year as well as Dreams. I feel like we've we've been seeing trailers and videos for Dreams for years and years now. It does feel like that. Well, this year is the year we can hope. Hey, Yield! Yeah. Yield! Well, everybody's Golf VR! Awesome! 19. Hey, if you, if you don't have everybody's Golf, pick it up for VR. Man, I wonder how that would be. Because you don't have VR, Yield. I'm sorry to say that. No, I don't. But my buddy does. That would be fun to try that. Get your... Uh... Get your buddy to, to get in there and get that. I, I, I You know what? I could probably could talk him into that. We could sit there and play golf at his house. You could. In, in virtual, virtual reality. reality. Next up is Far Cry New Dawn. And, you know, people love Far Cry. So, hey, there's another one coming out. Jump Force. Kingdom Hearts 3. Hey, speaking of, of Donnie and... Here we go. Here's the game he's been waiting his entire life for, pretty much. Kingdom Hearts 3. After after that, they can make they no, no more games. After all the point fives and all like the the compilations that they've released, we're finally getting Kingdom Hearts three next year. And you know, I hope it li- I hope it meets everybody's expectation. God, you always we always say that about Square Enix games because you know they do have a lot of the beloved franchises, the Final Fantasies of the world, and uh, you just you just hope for the fans that it actually lives up to the billing. Because they've been taking such a long time to make this game. And if it takes that long to make a really great game, so be it. But just just don't let it be crap. No, just don't let it be crap. Just have it live up to expectations. And the thing that sucks is it's really hard to do that. Because when people have been waiting and as excited as they are for this game for such a long time, it can be super hard to actually meet expectations. So, uh, Godspeed, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, the remake of Medieval is also coming out next year. Metro Exodus. And, you know, did you have you ever played any of the Metro games? No, I did pick them up when they were on sale a while ago on Plus, so I put it in my backlog because it looked really interesting, and I've heard people say really good things about it. So I'm, I'm, interesting, I'm interested when I get into it to see how the chapter, or to see how the trilogy ends. Yeah, I played the first, oh, actually, I think it was Metro Last Light. So that would be the second one. On PC, yeah, like the whole like living in the sewers and everything's gone to shit. It's a cool idea, but it, to me, like, I just remember it as just another shooter. Like, there, it doesn't really stand out all that much. Although this one, apparently, you're out of the sewers and you're on a cross-country train, which kind of reminds me when I think of 
the whole world's gone to shit and you're on a train. Snowpiercer, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie with... Uh, no, I have not. Oh, I cannot... Why well, cannot I think of his name? The guy who plays Steve Rogers, Captain America, in the Avengers movies. Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, yes. In Snowpiercer. Actually, a pretty good movie. Uh, the world's been, like, basically frozen. And there's a... Cr- they, the world basically built this uh, train track all around the world. And this, this bullet train just basically just keeps... You know, going around around the world because the world itself is inhabitable, uh, except for like polar bears and shit. Uh, so basically, the train just every year, instead of a calendar year, just once they cross the year, uh, or once they cross, they make an entire loop around the Earth. That's their year uh, on the train. So uh, this reminds me of that. So Metro Exodus, very appropriately named, but being on a cross country train could actually be a very cool setting for uh, a very unfriendly Earth. Uh, I might actually be interested in playing that. February 15th. Hey, perfect gift for Valentine's Day, Yield. Perfect gift. What better way to say I love you than a post-apocalyptic world? Yep. You know, if you believe in consumerism and commercialism, and, you know, <laughs> you're not one of those people that damns Valentine's Day because, you know, it's it's been created to sell us shit like flowers and chocolates and jewelry. Yeah. MLB The Show, 19, coming out next year. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, and again, this falls into the fighting game realm. I suck. Hey, Mortal Kombat, I'm, I'm sure it's still fun, but I just, I can't get excited for yet another, another Mortal Kombat game. Oh! Ooh! Ooh, 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 Actually, Crash Team Racing Nitro Refueled might not be my most anticipated game of next, uh, next year, because Psychonauts 2 is coming out. Yeah, Psychonauts 2, I... I'm going to go ahead and say it. Psychonauts 2 is the most anticipated game for next year. Rage 2, which, you know, we, we talked about the trailer for that in a previous episode, looks fucking insane. It's not one of my gotta have games yet, but it's a game I'm keeping an eye on, and it may work its way onto that list. Yeah, the first one was is was wholly forgettable in, in so many ways, but this one, like, if it's just crazy balls-to-the-wall action... Maybe it can make a better name for itself than its predecessor. Yeah. The latest edition of Resident Evil 2 is coming out next year. So Capcom still trying to make money off of their, their older games. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice coming out on March 22nd. The uh, Apparently, I did not know this, next game from, from Software, which creators of one of my least favorite games, Bloodborne, and then Dark Souls as well. So I imagine this one's going to be... Hard as F to Platinum. Punishingly unfun. I had not heard about this. The only the only Japanese game that I had heard about was Ghost of Tsushima. From Sucker Punch Productions. Yes. Creators of Infamous. Another another big game, and I, I mean I think this, this game has earned its spot on the list simply because it's taken so long to get it made. Shinmu 3 is coming out next year. Finally, next year, we are getting sequels to Psychonauts and Shinmu. And hey, Spelunky 2! Spelunky 2! I feel like Spelunky has been, like, a long time coming, but we finally, uh, finally get a sequel to that game. I know that roguelikes also can be very punishing, so it doesn't really sound like my cup of tea, but I know that Spelunky did have a lot of fans. I I didn't mind the first one I played. I, I dabbled in it for a little bit. EA is once again dabbling in the Star Wars universe with Star Wars Jedi, uh, Fallen Order. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, after all the shit that's happened with Star Wars EA games, I don't really think they've made a good Star Wars game since Battlefront 2 for the PS2. 
You know, I, I have to agree. And, and, and I'm – every Star Wars game they announce, the, the little kid in me gets all excited and then they cancel it or it's garbage. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, ever since they shut down Visceral Games. Yeah, after they shut down – well, what was that one? That was supposed to be rumored to be – the Star, the Han Solo game. There, there, there was there were Star Wars eighteen eighteen, and then there. I don't was, know if it was really a. I don't know if it was really a Han Solo game. I think it was like a team of smugglers. Yeah, kind of like well, more more of a more of an adventure game. Of course, the latest Battlefront games have been well. They've all been pretty much multiplayer, but you know, there's been snafus with both of their releases too. And the uh, the multiplayer community has not been a fan of those games and some of the shenanigans that EA's tried to pull off with them. No, not at all. Trying to uh, to steal some thunder from Crash Bandicoot is Sonic and Team Sonic Racing. Boo. Yeah, uh, I don't care about the Sonic characters. I feel like Sega's characters overall are pretty pretty bland. So, because uh, I played Sonic Racing Transformed, uh, pretty cool concept. But when I look at the characters involved, it's like these these are all crap. This is not. They're not as good as the Mario characters. That's not as good as the Crash Bandicoot characters. Sorry, I don't care about Knuckles or Shadow or any of the 10,000 other vermin characters they have in Sonic. So, uh, <laughs> for those who like te- Sonic games, uh, there's a Sonic Racing game coming out next year. Prepare, again, more hate mail for us. Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I'm sure Tricky's going to play a shit ton of that. He will. I'm working through the first one, slowly. I haven't, I haven't gone back to it in a while. I enjoy what I'm playing of it. Well, Yield, we have just... Uh, about a month to go until Trials Rising comes out. And I know that on your list of recommended games for the holidays, there was a Trials game on there. There was? It was or no, no, sorry. No, it was, it was Trackmania. Trackmania Turbo Trackmania was on Turbo, there. yes. Uh, and we finish off the list alphabetically with Wolfenstein Youngblood. So those are, according to IGN, the 31 biggest games of next, of this current year, coming this year. And I gotta say, they put a lot of uh, really awesome games in there. And it looks like it's gonna be yet another banner year for PlayStation 4 owners. Yield, if you had to pick your top game from this list, the one you were most excited about, what would it be? Let's see, most anticipated from this list. Well, from this list, it'd be Days Gone. That's another one that I hope lives up to the hype. God, I, I don't think so. it has as much hype to live up to as, say, Kingdom Hearts 3. But, you know, for a new IP, like Sony certainly put it out there for a while and they put it, put it in the spotlight, so. Uh, for the sake of Sony, I, I believe, uh, I hope that it's at least uh, people enjoy it. Uh, for me, like I said, Psychonauts 2 is going to be my most anticipated game because I love the original Psychonauts. I don't care what people said about the platforming and how they didn't, if they didn't like it or not. I love the game. I had no problem with the platforming. So Psychonauts 2 and the charm of Double Fine uh, that just oozes from every one of their games. Uh, that's the game that I'm most looking forward to this year. It's, it's to be determined, the release date. So hopefully it doesn't get pushed next year. So, I, I, I said at the start of this, there was a game that I'm really anticipating that was not on this list. Why don't you share that with us, sir? I am going to share that with you. It's called, It's a game made by Bugbear Entertainment. And What, what else have they made? Because that name is very familiar. Uh, they are, or the people behind this game are known for the, f- uh, not Fallout, Flat Out Games. Okay, that's not the game that I was thinking of. No. So, the, and, and it's being produced by THQ Nordic. And uh, it's Wreckfest. 
I hope that THQ has a little bit more success with this game than Darksiders 3. Yes. It's it's basically, and you would probably enjoy this game too, maybe, but it's uh, Demolition Derby Racing. Oh, yes. I mean, like, I, I love my car combat games most, like, really more than anything, Twisted Metal. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, what what's, explain the game a little bit to me. Like, what kind of, of Destruction Derby is it? You have your traditional Demolition Derby, okay, that you can play in. But the main part of the game is Demolition Racing. So you pick different, you start out with, like, basically a junker car, and then as you race, you can earn money or whatever, however the upgrade system works, I'm not really for sure. I've been seeing some stuff from the PC version. Anyway, you can get, you know, faster cars, better class of cars, and they've got a wide range of, not officially licensed, but cars that look like, you know, your hot rods, your pickup trucks, whatever, from all over the world. And you race on courses anywhere from asphalt to dirt slash asphalt road courses. And you, you know, you basically just do a set number of laps and you can beat and bang. And the, and as you damage your car, it shows on your car. So like you can lose a wheel and still be out there driving. Now, granted, you're not going to do very well because you don't have all your wheels, but you know, you can, you can have a bumper dragon behind you and, and they've got tire barriers and everything else to run into. And you know, you beat and you bang. Kind of uh kind of like when uh you're uh you're running late, like and if you're late they're gonna fire you, but yet you've got like mirrors hanging off and you're missing a tire and your bumper's down there and it's just dragging, it's like I gotta get to work, I don't care what car what shape my car is in. Yeah, exactly. It 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 looks really cool. I, I recommend anybody looking it up. I know all the the guys that I run around with, we're really all looking to get this game when it comes out because to us it reminded us of a PlayStation 1 game called Demolition Racer. Not not Vigilante 8? No, which which was kind of in the realm of the same concept. You beat and bang the cars as you made your way to the front, you know, and you got points as you hit the cars, you know, for T-bones and spin-outs and all that. In Wreckfest, if you've watched some of the the uh, streams or YouTube videos from PC gamers, you get some points when you spin a car out or do, you know, do stuff like that. So it's just like, oh, that looks like so much fun. And you don't have to be a technical racer. You know, you can get in there rubbing racing. It seems like this game is, is teach is tutoring people on how to be an asshole driver. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. If you T-bone somebody, you get this many points. <laughs> that's, that's not the way it works in the real world. Well, no, because normally when you T-bone somebody, your car's pretty much done. Well, the person who gets T-boned, not necessarily the person who does the T-boning. T-boning, well, maybe. Maybe, depending on what kind of car you got. Well, to be fair, I yeah, if you've got a junker or something like a tank, then you're probably fine. But I, I have luckily never been in, a, in an accident involving a T-bone. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess both cars would be kind of fucked in most situations. Yeah. And it seems like looking for at Bugbear Entertainment's uh, their history of work, it seems like they're as bananas for car racing games as you are. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I remember playing the flat out games, or at least a couple of them, all back on the Xbox because I had an Xbox and and PlayStation. 
I enjoyed them for what they were. They, they weren't nothing to be super technical. They were just supposed to be a fun, destructive automobile game. So that's why I'm really looking forward to this. You know, they're putting a lot of detail into it for, you know, the different parts of the car that can get damaged and and all that stuff. But it just looks like stupid fun. And I'm really hoping, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm really hoping there's couch multi, you know, couch multiplayer cause, or split screen. Because nothing would be more fun than all of us guys sitting there just bashing our cars into each other. Yeah, it seems like for a while there, there was a huge focus on online multiplayer and no one really cared to put couch co-op in their games. But now it seems like local multiplayer is now back in the forefront of people's minds and people are like saying, okay, look, we got to get, we ha- you know, it's great to have online multiplayer, but we got to get some couch co-op in there too, because that's the most fun way to play. It is. I've been, if you've been listening to this show, I know the last couple of years I've been saying, I, I need more couch co-op games. I mean, I, I, I love my single-player games. That's where I spend probably 85-90% of my time is in single-player. And there are some multiplayer games that I do enjoy playing, you know, or I don't mind hooking up with some friends and, and trying to do something. But I I miss the couch co-op games of when I started playing video games, you know, sitting there with buddies and going, all right, let's do this. You need to play more Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, sir. I get, I'm, I'm horrible at fighting games. Yeah, but it's not a fighting game in a traditional sense. I mean, there's a lot of items and stuff thrown in there, so it's basically a big free-for-all chaos. Okay. And it's more fun. I mean, you have to, would buy, you'd have to buy a Switch. I'd have to buy a Switch. I did for Super Smash Brothers, and I don't regret it. That reminds me, I should probably add Steven to my friends list, because I want to play against him. Ooh, you should stream it. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I'm not, like, I, if you need me to podcast, I can do that. I can get here and, and talk my ass off about video games. But when it comes to the technical shit, like, no, that's Tricky's area. I, yeah. If Tricky comes here to set it up for me, I can do it. Don't, hey, don't feel bad. I can't stream either. Now, I've been a part of somebody's stream, but I don't stream. I hope you didn't cross. No, you never cross the streams. Never. 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 All right. Well, we've gone through we've gone through the uh, the best games uh, or some of the biggest games coming up this year. But yeah, let's let's take a look back before we truly leave 2018 in the dust, and uh, let's look in the rearview mirror. And what was what was your favorite game from 2018? If you can't pinpoint one, then what were your favorite games of 2018? Well, I'll try to stay with games that came out in 2018 because I I played a lot of games that. You know, I was trying to work through a backlog. I would have to say I really enjoyed A Way Out and uh, what I've played of Red Dead 2. Well, you know, EA can do something right. Yes. I, I did hear A Way Out was very fun. It was. I I really enjoyed that. And I, I that was, it helped me believe that Couch Co-op was coming back because that was a game that you could play Couch co-op, or you could play with a partner online. I enjoyed it more couch co-op. And for me, I would say, I mean, like you, I would say that uh, I only really consider games that came out last year. Because Shadow of the Colossus came out last year, and I love that game. It's my favorite game ever. But it was a PS2 game, and then they remastered for the PS3. So it wasn't a necessarily new game. 
So despite how much I loved it, I'm not going to put that in the top spot. And I got to go with Mega Man 11. Uh, I really can't dote on that game enough. And I know Andy from the dual screens is a huge fan of it. But yeah, uh, Mega Man 11 is such a fun game. And after having such skepticism about that game from seeing early videos, it's a game that I just came to love. It's, it's one of my favorite Mega Man games. Uh, it looks great. It's so fun to play. The double gear system is amazing. The bosses are all really well designed and a lot of fun to fight against. And the fact that they incorporate the double gear system into the boss fights is yet another amazing aspect of the game. So Capcom did a really good job with Mega Man 11. I recommended it for my holiday guide, holiday gift guide. And yeah, if, you have, if you're a Mega Man fan, you would love Mega Man 11. Because it's, it's very true to the series, but also incorporates new elements that progress the series that's now 30 years old. And let's be honest, it's pretty hard to do to actually make a game progress after 30 years. Uh, so Mega Man 11 was my favorite game of last year. Um, honorable mention Shadow of the Colossus because I love it so much, although I can't give it the top billing because it came out in 2005, so at least originally. Yield, were there any other standout games for you last year before we head into our uh, housekeeping? None that I can... I, I'm sure as soon as we're done, I'll be like, oh, I should have mentioned this game, but none that I can think of off the top of my head. So if, if I've forgotten a game... I'm sorry, because I'm sure you deserve the credit. Well, let's be honest, you forgot a lot of games, because a lot of games came out last year. Ah, uh, yeah, that I have. Yep. All right, well, we are going to leave the show behind right now, and before we go on, we are going to send it across the pond to Sid for the latest episode of Tr Sophie's Trophies. And unfortunately, for the first time in a long time, I actually forgot to mention Sophie's Trophies in last week's episode, and I'm not sure if uh, Tricky actually threw it in there. <gasps> so yeah, I completely forgot to mention Sophie's trophies, so we are sorry, fans, and we're very sorry to Sid for yes, sorry, you know, Sid. forgetting Sophie's trophies last week. He puts a lot of hard work into it, and we appreciate all his efforts. So this week, we are going to get right back into it with one of our, our favorite segments, Sophie's trophies. Sid, Platinum Master, Alpha Dog, take it away. Hey guys, how are we all? Sid again with Sophie's trophies 59. Uh, this week, guys, a nice simple game called Devious Dungeon. Um, I bought it relatively cheap. I think it was about £3. Turns out it's not a bad little game either. Um, it's I, I think the levels are um, generated, randomly generated. Um, not too sure. I can't quite work it out, but I, I do believe they are. It is a rogue light, I think they're called. Um, basically, loads of levels. You have to work your way through them. There are save points throughout the game. You have very basic upgrading, so you can buy weapons and armor to make your character a bit stronger. Um, very simple to do, there's only two buttons, uh, jump and attack. So work your way through the levels, pick the keys up, and then um, get to the portal, and go through the portal, and you end up in the next level. Very simple to do, um, doesn't take too long at all guys, so we will get into this one. Um, Platinum Hero, get all trophies. 64.2% common trophy. The quest has begun. Completed the training level. This one is a 98.3% common trophy, so that means 0.1.7 of uh, people who bought this game uh, didn't even do that. Don't get don't get stats like that. It makes no sense. Uh, level up. Leveled up for the first time. A 97.4% common trophy. So easy enough, guys. Uh, just uh, keep playing till you level up. Oh yeah, there's a little leveling up system. There's a bar that you fill up and that gives you uh, a chance to upgrade a couple of options. So you can either upgrade your strength or 
your um, what's it called, guys? Oh my God, your hearts, your your power, your your life. So do that uh, for the first time, and you will get this trophy. Knowledge is power. Read your first tome. This is a 92.1% common trophy. Tomes are just in the levels, guys. There are some secret doors in some levels or secret walls, and you go through them, find a tome. As soon as you get one, you get that trophy. I'm not lost. Checked the map screen. Another 97.5% common trophy. Um, easy enough. Press triangle, and you will get the map screen up, and then come out of that, and you will get the trophy. Keymaster. Collect 100 keys. 67.2% common trophy. You collect keys to unlock the levels, guys. So as you're playing through the game, you will collect the keys. Um, you know, and it counts as well if you die, I do believe. As long as you've collected the key, even if you die in the level, you will still count as collecting that one. Sick reflexes. Destroy an arrow in midair. 89.6% common trophy, this one. Um, just attack an arrow while it's coming at you um, and destroy it. Crate Smasher. Destroy 500 crates. A 71.8% common trophy. So, again, very simple. Slayer. Kill more than 500 enemies. A 74.9% common trophy, this one, guys. Again, easy enough. Keep going through the game and you will kill 500 enemies. Determined. Excuse me, guys. Determined. Resurrect more than 25 times. So, basically, die 25 times and resurrect and you will get this trophy. 69.1% common trophy. Battle tested. Play over 100 levels. 72.8% common trophy this one, guys. So if you play a level, die. Play a level, die. Play a level, die. You can do it that way if you want. Um, and it will still count. Sharpened Blade. Bought a new weapon. This one is a 93.6% common trophy. Armoured. Bought some armour. This one is a 93.6% common trophy. Magic Brew. Bought a potion. An 88.3% common trophy. Till Death Do Us Part, bought a ring, 92.1% common trophy. King of Bling, bought an amulet, 91% common trophy. Blessed, receive a blessing from the priest, 87.3% common trophy. This guy appears in between certain levels. So when you get to a level where um, it's going to save, uh, the shop and the priest will appear in between levels. So just talk to the priest and um, he will heal you. Shopaholic, spend more than 1,500 coins, 88.4% common trophy. And then there are the boss trophies, so Horde No More, defeat the Orc Chief boss, this one is an 83.8% common trophy. Eye of the Beholder, defeat the Ancient Beholder boss, a 73.6% common trophy. Slaughtered, defeat the Butcher boss, 68.9% common trophy. Pebbled, defeat the Stone Golem boss, 66.9% common trophy. And Fuss Road Dragon Slayer. Um, a reference to Skyrim, I believe. Defeat the Dragon Boss. 65.7% common trophy and Legendary Hero. Complete the game. That one is a 65.7% common trophy. So, uh, very easy game to play through, guys. You know, even if you just take your time on it, you will get through about 10 levels a night, I think. Um, I let my three-year-old have a go yesterday and he actually completed two levels. God knows how he did it, but he did it. Um, so that shows how relatively easy this game is. But yeah, it's a fun little game, guys. Won't take you too long. You get two Platinums for the price of one. It is on the PS4 and the Vita. Unfortunately, I don't have a Vita at the moment, but I probably will pick another one up at some point. So, yep, that's it for this week, guys. Devious Dungeon, uh, very easy game. Quite, quite quick and simple Platinum. 
So, as always, guys, if you want to get in touch, Sidders1978 on the PSN or through the Trophy Horse Facebook group um, or Sid at Proving Gamer or at Sidney on Twitter. So, yeah, that's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you next week and keep getting those trophies. Bye. All right, and we are back. Thank you, Sid, for yet another enthralling episode of Sophie's Trophies. Well, here on this second episode of 2019, Yield, you know what we do. We clean this shit up. Yes, we do. All right, well, as always, we are looking for help. If you are a talented writer, podcaster, video editor, or news reporter, we can use you. Uh, and not, not in a bad way. Most definitely in a good way. Uh, we want to hire you on to proven. <laughs> we want to hire you on to proven gamer. Yeah, that wasn't going well, so I had to backtrack. No, take no, that was it. So we are looking for very talented people to join proven gamer staff. Go to the front page of provengamer.com and you can uh, click on the link that says "Help Wanted." And once you fill out everything, Tricky will get back to you. Hopefully, uh, very immediately. Tricky's got some some stuff going on right now, so if he doesn't get back to you right away, I'm sure he will get back to you as fast as he can. While you're on ProvenGamer.com, check out the uh, the latest episode of all our podcasts. If uh, you know if this is your first time listening to a podcast, uh, Trophy Horse, why don't you go check out some of our other podcasts like Game Stuff, Nintendo Dual Screens, and PG Spoilers. Holy shit! There was a episode of PG Spoilers recently. Yield, can you believe it? I can't believe it. What did we talk about? Oh, I was hoping you didn't ask me that because I completely forgot. It, it was God of War. Oh, God of War, yes. One of the top games of 2018, God of War. God of... But more like God of Boar. That's gonna get me hate mail. We're just... We, yeah, we're drumming up all the hatred and all the rage right now. All the vitriol is just swarming around us. Uh, but yeah, so God of War, big game last year. One of everyone's favorite games. And yeah, latest episode of PG Spoilers is on that. Hopefully we get more episodes of PG Spoilers out for you all this year. But, you know, while you're on the website, check out Nintendo Dual Screens as well as Game Stuff. If you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us on Twitter, at Proven Gamer, as uh, that's the, 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 obviously, the Twitter handle for the website. There's also at Trophy Horse, and you can contact each of us. I'm at Sornosaurus Rex. Tricky's at Tricky Mick. Steve is at Batchild27. Yield is at I Yield to No One. And Sid is at Sidderney, S-I-D-D-E-R-N-E-Y. Uh, you can also contact us via email, trophyhorrors at provengamer.com, or you can call us on our phone number, Yield. Could you help me out there? 330-PROVEN-9. 330-776-8369, for those that can't spell. You did that so slowly that I uh, I wasn't sure if you were actually going to read out the number. I was going to have to jump in there and save you. <laughs> I got to keep changing it up. You're devious William Shatner, sir. I am. Making my life hell here. Nothing but love, man. I'm uh, trying to host this quality podcast, and you're giving me a coronary. Derailing, man. That's what I'm good at. That's what we specialize in. Where can you get our podcast? Well, if you don't want to come to the website every time, you can head to the Apple Podcast, formerly iTunes Podcast, and subscribe to our shows. You can also find us on Stitcher, various podcast apps, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can find Trophy Horrors and the Nintendo Dual Screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Please review us and subscribe. Yield, how about you tell them about our PlayStation 4 communities? Because, you know, we like to play on the PlayStation 4 quite a bit, and we want to hang out with our community. So, if you want a place to come and, and 
and brag about your late, you know, hey, I got this platinum, I got that platinum. And even to stand in awe of people who who have just this astonishing platinum count. You can come to my PlayStation 4 community called the Platinum Guild. There are a couple of people in there that just, wow, their platinum count. But, um, yeah, you come in there, post, hang out, you know, chit-chat, whatever. Um, the site has one called TW. Hold on, I'm, I'm sure that Yil, or that uh, Sid doesn't post in the uh, the Platinum Guild because he doesn't want the rest of us to feel bad about how he's over there just raining trophies all over the place. He is raining trophies all over the place, but there are a couple of people in the Guild that, I know of at least one, that has Sid stomped. Stomped? Thunderstorm Sid? No way. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. Well, you know, and you you say it was your group, but it's really everyone's group. You created it, but it's everyone's group. It is, it is. If you want in, send me an invite, I'll let you in. I've had a couple people, well, just right at the end of the year, get in. And Bad Yield has not been on top of his game and writing all this down to give those people their proper shout-outs. So maybe I'll make that my homework assignment for next week. We say that every week. We, I... Haven't said it for a while. It's been at least half a month, but yeah, bad, bad yield. Uh, and the other PlayStation Four communities, we have uh, the the show has one called T Dubs Brothel because the, the the horse hang out at brothels, and that and Shuhei won't let us say horse, so we had to come up with something trendy. So that's where you can come hang out with all of us, and the site has one called Proven Gamer. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Sponsors. Sponsors. We have sponsors. Yeah. How we help run this show. Ah, that's how that's how the lights stay on. Good ship trophy horse. We got to keep the the rudders the rudders turning and the uh, the engines going. Humble bundle. We are proud and very um, yeah humbled. Proud's a good word. We're very proud to be uh, partnered with the humble bundle. If you don't know what the humble bundle is, it is a charity initiative as well as a, a combination of words that's kind of hard to say sometimes. Uh, but it's a charity initiative where they bundle uh, every month. Um, game makers cr- uh, bundle together games, uh, a lot of times indie games, uh, but sometimes you'll get bigger developers that and publishers that'll throw games together. And basically, you get a bundle of games, and you can basically pay whatever you want for that bundle of games. Uh, I'm saying bundle way too much. It's freaking me out. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to pay $2 for a bundle of games, if you want to pay $20 for it, you have that right. Uh, obviously, this is a charity initiative, so the money goes to charity. So the more you can pay, the better. You're helping out people, uh, and obviously, the and the more you pay, the uh, the more rewards you'll get. You may get extra games. You may get a soundtrack. Uh, so the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. Uh, but you can set your own price, which is a very cool thing uh, when it comes to Humble Bundle. So we will place, as always, the link for Humble Bundle, our Humble Bundle page, in the show description for every show. Uh, but go check out Humble Bundle to see what they have this month. Actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and just see what they have this month on our Humble Bundle. There is a, and this is valued at $261, but the games for this month, uh, Humble Bundle, you can get are Wizard of Legend, Kyoba 2, Observer, Sundered, Eldritch Edition, Just Cause 3, XXL Edition, Project Cars 2, Regions of Ruins, and The Dark Side Detective, as well as Roomba First Blood, which 
is that uh, it looks like a murderous vacuum. That's that's disturbing. <laughs> that vacuum's murdering people. Yeah, so you can get all of those games for um, in the Humble Bundle this month. Again, it's a value of over $260, $261, and you get to set your price for that. Uh, another example, um, and it looks like this month that is supporting Save the Children. The December bundle was actually pretty ballin'. Um, for December, obviously no longer available. This is just an example of what they have sometimes. The Mega Man Legacy Collection, Zombie Army, Zombie Army Trilogy, Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes plus the Phantom Pain, City Skylines, Immortal Redneck, Perfect Date, you know, it's a perfect date with some, some really creepy looking cats. Seven, The Long Days Gone, or excuse me, The Days Long Gone. What Nero Voider? Sorry, I had a hard time reading there. Forager, Cut and Run, and uh, yeah, so that was the the December option. So as you can see, uh, they're bundling together quite a lot of games. December the value was two hundred eight dollars. January is two hundred sixty one dollars. And the great thing is, you're helping with charity. Uh, this is a charity initiative, so the money that you pay will go to charity, and you get to a bundle of games valued at quite a bit over two hundred dollars. Looks almost every month, and. Uh, yeah, you get to set your own price for it. So as always, uh, I'll leave the link in our show description, but definitely go to Humble Bundle and just check out what they have for you because uh, there's always a lot of good stuff and you get a lot of games on the cheap. We're also sponsored by Amazon. You shop on Amazon, you know, no matter how much you feel that Amazon's taking over, it's really easy to shop on Amazon. They get it to you quickly and they've got just, it seems like everything. You can buy everything on Amazon. If you're too lazy to go to the store for toothpaste or for toilet paper, you can have it delivered to your house. But before you go to Amazon.com, come to ProvenGamer.com. Uh, we have a link on our page that will take you straight to Amazon. I know it's an extra step, but it helps us uh, with the show. It helps us run the show. So if you could just take that little step and go to ProvenGamer.com, and then that'll take you straight to Amazon, we would greatly appreciate it. After that, go nuts and buy all the CDs, the DVDs, and the video games that you want. Extra Life. So Extra Life... Um, is going to be it's a if you don't know what extra life is well here year old I usually do this why don't you tell people about extra life extra life I'm sure you know about it but if you're a first time listener you might not so extra life is a 24 hour video game charity event that benefits the children's miracle network of hospitals so what you do is you go on to extra-life.org and you can pick a Children's Miracle Network Hospital in your area, if you so choose. You can pick pretty much any Children's Miracle Network Hospital. And then what you do is, I think this year, see, last year it was on a third, so this year it's probably the second. I don't officially know that yet, but it'll be in November because it's on uh, when Daylight Savings Time ends. So what you do is you, you go and you get coworkers, family members, friends, neighbors, whatever, to donate money to you and then you play video games for 24 if it's on daylight savings time it would be 25 hours and then 100% of the money that you raise will go to the hospital that you choose so it's a win-win you get to play video games and then you're also helping sick kids yeah that 25th hour that extra hour can be kind of rough yeah trying to just slug through it all right, well, that is going to bring us to the end of the show and to our shout-outs. You know, we want to toss out some love to people and who help people power this engine as it goes. So what? who are your shout-outs for this week? 
Uh, let's see here. First and foremost, I would like to shout out to you, the whoredom, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom, for downloading, conversing with us, listening to the show, spreading everything that is Trophy Horrors and Proven Gamer. Uh, a shout out to JT and Sid for enlightening me about the PlayStation 4 version of uh, of Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. Yeah, apparently, uh, according to Sid, there are no online trophies in that collection. There are not, and, and I admitted my mistake of why I thought it was, because it takes you to the three guide, because the three guide is nothing changed. So instead of redoing it for the four, they just put a link in for the three and said, here, use this guide. And that's how I got confused of, well, well, there's multiplayer trophy, so there's no sense in picking it up. And I, I didn't see the link that the, the, the forum thread that was, hey, the PlayStation 4 version, there is no multiplayer trophies in them. I missed that, so that was my confusion in all that. So that makes me think that I might go pick it up for the for the four because if I ain't got a drudge through multiplayer, okay, awesome. I'm all for that. Oh boy. A shout out to everybody who's in the guild. You pimps and madams have been just knocking it out this year with platinum trophies. I, I, I couldn't be more proud. And also, a shout out to my co-host this week, Alex, for doing an excellent job of hosting the show this week. And it was funny, behind the scenes, something that something that, that you all don't know. So we decided we were going to record tonight. No one had really said, hey, I'll do the show notes. Alex and I both did show notes, and they were pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it's pretty much arid. It's like a desert as far as news goes these days, so both, both on the same wavelength. We were. Well, Yield, I certainly want to thank you for joining me tonight. Unfortunately, we couldn't have uh, Stephen or Mike on, uh, but I want to thank you and give a shout out to Sid as well for uh, Sophie's Trophies and uh, everything he does for the show. Shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire of Trophy Horse. Again, thank you all every week for sharing your time with us, cutting out some time for us. We know that life can be busy, so the fact that you still support the show, or if you, hey, if you're a new listener, uh, welcome. Welcome to Trophy Horse. Uh, but, you know, for still supporting the show, we want to thank you all so very much. Uh, we also want to thank our newest Patreon producer, Felicia Staff. Thank you very much for your contribution, Felicia, and becoming a Patreon producer for Trophy Horse. And uh, I want to give a shout out also to, um, uh, Hmm. Oh, uh, Sonix and Rocket League. That's what I want to say. Uh, still supporting the game after three years now, going on four years. Uh, Rocket League still amazingly fun, and the fact that they are still doing all these events and actually putting so much into a game that came out so long ago. Mwah. Thank you very much, Sionix. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Ashley. Uh, we just had our first holiday together, our first New Year's, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Uh, it was all wonderful. Uh, one of the best holiday seasons of my life. So I definitely want to thank uh, Ashley for being a wonderful partner, for loving me so much. And, you know, some days just let me sit down and, and catch a shit ton of Pokemon and play Pokemon Go with me, doing all the raids, and let me play Pokemon Let's Go for hours uh, and just being a fantastic partner about everything. So I love you, honey, and thank you so much for being my partner down this crazy little ride we call uh, life. Gets nuts. Uh, but, hey, 
Everyone, um, thank you all for joining us for episode 372 of the Trophy Horse Podcast. We are so glad that you are here with us for another new year of craziness and trophies. And until next time, happy trophy hunting. Hasta la vista, horse. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.